Hey, all you nostalgic, most likely to succeed students. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 novice and the other is a 9021 expert. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Other shows on the network include Comic Book Coffee Break, where two friends sit back and take a deep dive into comic books, past and present. Three Nice Things, where we force ourselves to say three nice things about a movie with a bad and often earned reputation. Radio 64, featuring video game music remix radio, and previously on X-Men, where we look back on X-Men comics, movies, shows, characters, and more. And don't forget the latest edition, 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we take a look at one kickin' 90s track. You know, each week we try and say it, and we like put a different emphasis on a different word, and we oh, yeah. can't figure out the, the 90s music got it, me so. like, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we did, we'll, we'll just say it different every time, that I think. That sounds fun. It's a gimmick, <laughs> yeah. like the couch gag. Yeah. <laughs> Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. This week, we're discussing episode 325, Senior Poll. Let's crack open the West Beverly Blaze. Get it. I'm an investigative reporter for the West Beverly News. What are we going to do when they're not in uh, high school? Oh, I've anymore? already thought about that. I remember oh, okay. the name of the college <laughs> paper, and there's a post college <laughs> paper name we could use as well. Don't you worry, Kendra. All right, we're covered. All right. This episode originally aired April 7th, 1993. Kendra, before we get into this week's list, I we have to do one correction. Thanks to eagle-eared? Do you say eagle-eared? No, eagle-eyed. But what, what has good ears? Owls? Uh, owl-eared? No. Bats? The point Bats. is, a very observant user on Twitter, at JenConroy18, pointed out that I made a mistake with Ian Ziering's birthday. We had a typo. Remember last week we were like, wow, 19. He really doesn't seem like 19. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We were definitely right because my man's 29 in these episodes. So <laughs> thanks again wow, to at Jen Conroy 18. I know, I know. That makes a lot more sense. I agree. On April 1st, Matt Lantner, who plays Liam Court in the CW years, turns 10. Such a fun age. On April 3rd, Jenny Garth turns 21. Are we uh, sure about that? I did check She's that. 21. I did double check that, yeah. All right. April 5th, the 55th NCAA Men's Basketball Championship, North Carolina beats Michigan 77-71, to the Tar Heels' third title. This is fun because Go NC. you're a North Carolina gal, and I'm from Michigan, so I know. here we go. A rivalry oh, we didn't even yeah, know about. Yeah, that's so true. You know. Yeah, well... And I, I won. So. Yeah, you did. Good, good work. <laughs> April 7th, The Sandlot premiered. Ooh. And if you want to hear more about The Sandlot, you can go way back to Nostalgia Me This, episode 18, where we talked all about The Sandlot. Luke Perry starred as Tommy Santorelli in The Sandlot 3, Heading Home, which yes. I've never seen. I have seen but that one. I feel one. like he's, he's got that like baseball look about him. Yeah, it works. So I bet definitely worked yeah disney plus is reportedly developing a new show with the original cast oh i'm here for that would you be down for that i'm more interested in if they do the mighty ducks oh i watched the heck out of a mighty ducks show (laughs) the cartoon no 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 emilio estevez i want emilio estevez (laughs) back oh okay as gordon bombay i want keenan back i want the works his name is gordon bombay yeah (laughs) All right. Yeah. On April 10th, 
apparently there was a league of their own tv show really it ran for six episodes and that was it so it, huh. i guess it wasn't that good yeah did you ever see this tv I show i didn't even know it existed well now i know now you gotta look it up yeah Appa- actually there were seven episodes but one of them never even aired so huh. megan cavanaugh and tracy reiner both reprised their roles from the movie so even some of the original cast was back it's a fun idea i mean i would that, bring it back you know Bring it back. Oh, actually, now that you say that, uh, Amazon Video apparently is doing a reboot, a new a League of Their Own show, just announced in uh, August of 2020. So keep an wow. eye out for that, I guess. All right. Everything old is new again, Kendra. <laughs> uh, on April 16th, Chance the Rapper is born. I love that SNL episode he hosted. So funny. I'm still laughing about it. And on April 17th, two Los Angeles police officers were convicted in federal court of violating Rodney King's civil rights and sentenced to prison, while two others were acquitted in the retrial. And if you'll remember, earlier in, it was this season, right? They they sort of were the talking su- about the, the summer season. They addressed it a little bit. A little bit. The L.A. riots, which yeah. were set off because these police officers were acquitted. So this was the retrial, but still two of them were acquitted. It's funny that you don't hear about that more often, given this moment in history, you know? It seems like Mm -hmm. that would be something that everybody would be studying at the moment, but I haven't haven't heard much uh, of that coming back around. So I don't know, interesting. Just seems like a lot of parallels. Uh, let's take a look beyond the zip code. In 1985, Shannon Doherty played Kathleen Kennedy, the eldest daughter of Robert and Ethel Kennedy in the miniseries Robert Kennedy and His Times. The cast also included Brad Davis as RFK, plus Jeffrey Tambor and Jason Bateman, both of Arrested Development, as well as Brent Spiner and River Phoenix. In real life, uh, the character Shannon Doherty played, well, the real-life person Shannon Doherty played, Kathleen Kennedy Townsend would go on to serve as Lieutenant Governor of Maryland from 1995 to 2003. Cool. Yeah. Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Our synopsis for Senior Poll. As the school year winds down, the gang is eagerly awaiting the results of the senior poll. Kelly attends an eating disorder support group, but keeps it a secret from everyone, including Dylan. Meanwhile, Dylan shows the first draft of his autobiography to Andrea, causing further tensions between him and Kelly. Finally, Brenda begrudgingly lets Jim and Cindy know she's applying to the University of Minnesota, while Steve wins big at a basketball game. This week's episode was directed by Chris Hibbler and written by Chip Johannesson. Familiar faces Anne Gillespie, Michael Kudlitz, and Denise Dows return as Jackie, Tony Miller, and Miss Teasley. We have Bianca Taylor as the doctor in the beginning uh, that, that Kelly is speaking to. She would play Claudia Phillips on General Hospital as well as Elena Bailey recurring on Grey's Anatomy. We have Donna. So she just always plays a doctor. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> we have Donna Eskra as Mora. Uh, she appeared in shows like Married with Children, ER, and Walker, Texas Ranger. The oddest cameo I think we have in this episode is Diane Cannon. Diane Cannon plays herself in the Los Angeles Lakers game later on. Steve even name checks her when he sees her in the crowd. I know. Well, they kept showing her, and I was like, who is this? Yeah, should I well, know who this is? You should. She has she has a pretty incredible career. I would say I probably know her best from Allie McBeal. She's, she's great on Allie McBeal. But she's actually the first woman in, in the history of the Motion Picture Academy to be nominated for Oscars, both in front of and behind the camera. She was nominated... Yeah. She was nominated uh, as an actress for her roles in the, the classic movie Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice... 
as well as an Academy Award nomination for her comedic role as Julia Farnsworth opposite Warren Beatty in Heaven Can Wait. Uh, that she went on to win a Golden Globe. But she was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Live Action Short, uh, a short film called Number One that she wrote and directed. She also produced, edited, and scored it. And according to the New York Times, it's one of the best movies ever made concerning children's childhood development. Uh, her acting career goes back to her early credits in 1958 with shows like Have Gun, Will Travel, and continues to appear in things to this day. She was married to Cary Grant, and the two have one child, Jennifer Grant, who you may recall plays Celeste Lundy on the show Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, and she is, in fact, a regular at Lakers games. Uh, so that's just a that's just a thing. Married to Cary Grant. Are they similar in age? Cary Grant is significantly older than her. I, I, I want to say, say like 30 years older than her. Okay. I was going to say... When they kept showing her, I assumed she was a model because she's gorgeous. Yes, yeah, she is. And and it's funny because she is, uh, she's, an, I mean, I always love it when she shows up and things. I'm like, oh, it's Diane Cannon. And I just didn't realize that Jennifer Grant, who plays Celeste in the show, you know, from the game show in, in the a few weeks back, is the daughter of Diane Cannon and Cary Grant. It's crazy. That's, that is super crazy. Yeah. Well, should we get into the episode? I'd love it if we did. We start at the eating disorder group, and there's this one girl talking about how her doctor said she needed to be 85 pounds and how she couldn't stand to be 85 pounds, and she's, like, sharing about this, and Kelly's sitting there just, like, hating her life being in this group, and the the lady asks her to share, but she, we don't see if she does or not, Mm -hmm. um, because we cut to the Taylor house, and Kelly is complaining to jackie she wants what out of the a group. weird scene though jackie's like in the shower and kelly's know, like yeah. handing her a towel and jackie's all like in a towel it was just weird i don't know it, it was, was unusual it was weirdly staged it was um but yeah so she's like all these girls are crazy like i'm nothing like these girls i wasn't trying to kill myself i look i even have a burger she had like gone out and gotten a burger and jackie is you know she's hesitant but it she eventually gives in and tells her that she doesn't have to go anymore as long as she keeps eating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Jackie in this episode, I don't know. She just like doesn't handle things well. No, you don't. And, and I did, I felt it was like genuine. I didn't think suddenly they're writing Jackie as an idiot or something. It seems like, you know, it seems like we've had a hot streak of Jackie, like being a good parent you know and like being relatively understanding of kelly's situation but in the last couple it's like more and more you're kind of seeing that like even though she's better than when she was like doing crack in front of cindy in in season one like there is this whole area of their relationship that is still bad and you know we're, we're seeing that come into play at school david makes uh, an announcement over the you know the radio about yes. the senior poll is closing soon so people need to get their votes in brandon thinks that brenda is going to win a bunch of superlatives but brenda's convinced that she's not going to win any yeah. because she you know they they've only been there for like a year and or two years at this point and she uh she doesn't think that she thinks they're they're going to vote for people that they've known for their whole lives yeah. th- and not vote for her. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Brandon is like, oh, this is dumb. Like, who cares? But then she gets him to kind of admit that he did vote and yeah. he voted for himself <laughs> in a couple of categories. Right, right. So yeah. he obviously cares a little bit. Steve then walks up and is very upset about um, his books. I guess someone like defaced them yeah. in in <laughs> detention. Because yeah. he still has to be in detention. Uh, and he says that he has tickets to a Lakers game and that he tried to get what's the girl's name to go on a date with Celeste to go on a date with him to the game but she said no she turned him down for that so he and Brandon now need to find dates to go to this Lakers game with right Brandon is he's feeling okay about going but he also still has a gambling you know yeah gambling issues so he's feeling kind of weird about going to the game i feel like it is a bad idea for him to go to a major sporting event but i also (laughs) got to give them props for acknowledging it you know yeah it's sort Mm -hmm. of like i think that would be yeah it would be an easy thing to miss you know and we'd be like well why is this happening so you know they kind of got ahead of us there and, and at least acknowledge that yeah uh, but Steve says they're going to be sitting in the non-gambling section, yes. so he'll be fine. Whatever that and means. And he also says that he's bringing condoms because he's feeling lucky. He, yeah, he tells Brandon to bring condoms. It's, yeah. Uh, that was a pretty a pretty frank talk, you know? Like I know. The last time we had a condom episode, it was such a big deal, but yeah. now Steve's <laughs> just like, yeah, baby! I was surprised. So Steve goes to see Mrs. Teasley and she's on the phone with the Alvarado Street Elementary School, which you'll remember from one of our favorite oh, episodes. God. Clarence! <laughs> the Christmas episode, the gang went to this elementary school to pass out presents yes. uh, and help the kids. And so Steve, it's in a... Steve played Santa and was very moved by the experience. Yeah, it's in a poorer uh, section yes. of, of the city. Yes. Um, and she, it's a very sad conversation because funding is being cut. And so they're not going to be able to run their summer camp right. like they normally do. Um, which I so still, I never quite, this. I never quite understood like how West Beverly was connected to that. Yeah. I guess it's just like their sister school. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Something. That's enough. I get it. <laughs> That's what we'll say. I'll accept it. Uh, Dylan is like laying on, he's like laying on the edge of the balcony reading. Yeah. Like he could definitely very easily fall sure over. Sure could, yeah. Hurt, him, hurt yeah. himself. He could be murdered but, quite easily. There. <laughs> Kelly finds him there. And she is, you know, complaining that he didn't call her back. And he, he's just been so into writing. I yeah. guess it's a book now. It right? Was just, okay. It was just supposed to be. I thought it was like an article when he yeah. brings Andrea like a giant pamphlet and is like, you know, it's only the first chapter. I'm like, what? It's supposed so, yeah. to be like the senior profile. Yeah. But yes, he's writing a whole book now. And as when we hear some of it, it makes zero sense about what, yeah. what this thing is too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he still doesn't want Kelly to read it. He wants her to wait until it's finished. Yes. Um, and and he specifically says, you can read it when everyone else does. Yes, he does. When it's finished. You know, I liked this scene because it, it's been a while since we've had Dylan and Kelly, like, being fun. You know? Mm-hmm. And even though there was a little bit of, like, let me read the book. No. It was still a fun scene. And it reminded me of, like, what we were enjoying about that relationship before things turned ugly. Yeah. 
She wants Dylan to stick around to hear the results of the senior poll, but he uh, he doesn't care about it, so mm. he's not going to stay. Uh, and then he goes straight to Andrea and gives her yeah. the first draft. Yeah, and lets and wants her to read it and edit it. And uh, she says she's honored. Which I was not surprised by that because, like, I guess I thought Kelly knew that Andrea didn't really count. Yeah, because I, it's like I wasn't an, surprised it's like either. It's an assignment under- from the paper, but anyway. Yeah, but I understand why it's going to upset her. Kelly and Brandon then have a little conversation and with Steve as well. That's They're the both second, wanting. That's the second cute Kelly Brandon scene we've had because we had the one yeah, at the party. And then we had another one. It was just kind of nice. Yeah, they they both want to know. I guess the Blaze is in charge of the poll, even though David and Donna are the ones who read right. the results. Yeah, but they're trying to get Brandon to tell them things about the poll, but yeah. he can't. Did you notice and, in the background that Waldo of Where's Waldo fame walked behind them? No. Did you, <laughs> they're talking, and it's a tight shot. You know, it's just the three of them. There's really no extra space, and in the background, a man in like a very vibrant red and white striped shirt walked by. I tried to get a screenshot on my phone, but it wouldn't take the it wouldn't take an image of like CBS. So, uh, but I found him. I found Waldo. <laughs> He's in this episode. You did it. Thank you. Kelly thinks that Steve is going to win biggest flirt. Yeah, which would make sense. It, and he would very so much. At, he's he very much wants that. Yeah. At lunch, they're announcing the superlatives. David and Donna are announcing. Um, Christy Yamaguchi with yes. most athletic. Yes. <laughs> In a in a writing poll, enjoy that. which is well deserved. Yeah, uh, David wins most talented. Donna wins best dressed. Brandon and Andrea won most likely to succeed, and Steve doesn't win anything. That's true. And neither neither does Brenda. No, but we have Tony Miller who wins best male athlete, uh, and then do you want to talk about Dylan and Kelly and their prize? Yes. Yeah, so Kelly wins most beautiful. Yes. And Dylan wins most handsome. Donna also won most naive, friendliest, and funniest laugh. So it was a big yeah. sweep for Donna, who basically is a non-presence in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, I would like to say that I feel Brenda's pain here. Oh, okay. Because I moved my senior year. Ooh, I moved to a new school. Nobody likes that. And... I know. And I didn't get any superlatives Mm. and I was pretty bummed about it because like I, I knew that no one really knew who I was, but at my old school, (laughs) I had been there. Yeah. I had been there for three years. I'd every year except senior year. So I was like, I definitely could have won something there, but no one knew who I was (laughs) in my new school. Even though I was in like all the plays and stuff, you have to vote pretty early for for superlatives so yeah i remember being bummed about that um that i didn't win anything so i truly i don't remember the only thing that i remember is that i'm i'm fairly certain that i did not get class clown and i was disappointed by that uh but i don't Uh, remember i don't i don't remember what what ones i actually did get anyway i'm gonna i feel like my brother won one because he was there he was there for two years oh right because he's younger so i'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna text him while we're talking. Every time my name came up on Nostalgia Me This, Corbin would always be like, "Don't even talk about him." So <laughs> now the tables have turned. Corbin, <laughs> former host of Nostalgia Me This, 
Um, it's just yeah, hunt so for Kelly... Red October. It's just hunt for Red October. There's yeah. no these. <laughs> it's not the hunt for the Red October. It's yes. Anyway. Yeah, we got it's, it now. It's a long dead issue. Go back and listen to Nostalgia Me This. Um, so Kelly is, you know, she's kind of disappointed that Dylan isn't there to share in this moment with yes. her. Yeah. Dylan and Andrea are then on the phone later. He's at his house and Andrea says she likes what he wrote, but she does have some notes for him, yes. um, which she will give to him later because Kelly arrives with some takeout and some kissing. And some kissing. Yeah. They have a little conversation about um, Dylan says he like went to the old playground to get inspiration yeah. about his life and yeah. how Kelly should go there. And because it's this nice place from their childhood that they used to hang out. Um, and Kelly says that she wants Dylan to dress up in a tux for yes. the picture for the superlatives. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants to put on like an evening gown and she wants to make it super, super dressy. Um, but Dylan is like, nah, I'm just going to wear a bag over my head. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't really, he doesn't care at all, He's which shouldn't be it. surprising to her. No, it shouldn't. It's very much his MO that he would not it care is. about this. And then they proceed to make out in all white outfits, like two little angels. <laughs> And he says that Kelly should have won sexiest or best yeah, lover. Best lover. Yeah. And you know, then, we've sort of been like, have they had sex has been, I've been wondering, you know, but wonder no more in this episode, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So things are like getting hot and heavy and she says better safe than sorry. And then she goes to like grab her bag. Yeah. I'm assuming to get a condom. Yeah, I thought I she was being like, with... slow down, Tiger. But I know, actually, I think she was just going to get condoms. Okay, which I guess I was confused by her reaction in that, like her face in that scene. I was but too. But I, I guess because later she's going to talk about he only he only likes her because yeah. she has sex with him. And yeah. so... I, that was a lot of weird stuff. I mean, Steve's line about condoms, this thing about condoms, the fact that they've been kind of gingerly addressing whether what, what the status of, like, Dylan and Kelly is. It was kind of a lot all of a sudden that, like, all Dylan wants to do is have sex. That's her, that's her fear, that all Dylan wants to do is, like, sleep with yeah. her. And there's some dialogue about, like, how often they have sex, which I just... Yeah. It all just felt a little, like, out of nowhere. It did. It's not Especially, that it's... Yeah, because we've been wondering... Yeah, it's not that it's unbelievable. It just hasn't been addressed. And all of a sudden, it's just like, condoms for everyone. Let's have sex a million times. So just like story-wise, it was kind of jarring. Yeah, agreed. You prude. At the... How dare you? How dare you, sir? At the Walsh house, Brandon wants the school directory to find a date. Because I guess they have a directory with everyone's phone number in it. Yeah. Which is a little strange. I, I didn't have yeah. that at my whole high school. But as he's looking through this directory, he finds a application to mm. the, is it University of Minnesota? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's the idea. And, anyway. and uh, finds out that Brenda is applying. Mm-hmm. And she says that he's like, well, when's the last time you even talked to our friends in Minnesota. She's like, actually, 10 minutes ago, and we're going to room together at the University of Minnesota. And Brenda's just feeling like, you know, she has better friends back home, and she's she's really missing Minnesota right Mm -hmm. now. Minnesota. So, and she gets Brandon to not tell Jim and Cindy. 
right about uh this application correct i don't really know why she's hiding it so much but yeah i don't i don't know whatever whatever brand i guess because they made such a that it was like such a big deal about what colleges they were going to pick and pay for college that's true yeah Patty turns down Brandon because apparently she has some bad blood with yeah, Steve. Yeah, because maybe now they got bad, yeah. blo- bad blood. Jim comes in and he's just like moaning and groaning. Apparently he had a long day. And so Brandon gives him some ice cream. And then Brandon makes a joke about like he says he can't find dates. And he's like, so if you and mom want to come. And he's totally kidding. 100% but joking. Jim, but Jim is like, Wow wow you're inviting me your dad almost rolls a tear like that's (laughs) he's very touched by it it's very 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 touching yeah so brandon can't back out now he has to take jim and cindy to this lakers game at the taylor house the next morning kelly is all dressed up is this her halloween costume remember yeah, oh. remember that Halloween? They they all dressed up yeah. super sexy. No, it's not. But I I know why you think that. It's different. It's got such a high cut. Yeah. And I remember that yeah. one dress she wore had a super high cut on the yeah, leg. So. It did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jackie comes in and is like looking at her outfit and saying she looks beautiful, but also saying like things like, "Oh yeah, we can make your makeup a little better," and "Oh, you should wear your hair up because it shows this." about your neck and uh oh when i was in high school i thought these pictures were nothing and then esquire found my pictures and then i became a model and so just like laying all this on kelly which i feel like if you have a daughter who's struggling with an eating disorder would not be a conversation you should have with her at all i agree and i i felt like this is what i mean about i don't think that it's jackie being poorly written or like suddenly jackie's just stupid it's like this is a real blind spot for the character you know she's been being like look i'm domestic now but then this whole thing about you know beauty and in the idea of like modeling and all that it just draws her right back into it so i think it really gels with the character that she's missing that but boy is she missing it yeah i agree at school everyone well all the superlative people are in the quad getting ready to have their picture taken every there's some fun costumes yeah (laughs) in the, in this brandon um, brandon straight up looks like al capone he's he does, got he's yeah. got like a three-piece pinstripe double suit double breasted suit you know he, he looks insane i was afraid that kelly was going to find herself in a situation where like no one dressed up oh yeah and she was the only one dressed right. up but that was not the situation not the case. brandon breaks the news to steve about jim and cindy and i feel like both of their reactions here are just like super funny. They are. I funny. feel like it was a little improv-y yeah. the way they react to each Brandon other. Brandon is not very apologetic. He's no, just kind of no, like, no. hey, bro, you shouldn't have put me in charge, you know? Yeah. I don't really get why Steve doesn't want to sit next to Cindy. Like, that's an no. ongoing joke, but I don't really understand it. He he makes such a big deal out of it. He I does don't a get huge it. deal. I don't, I don't understand it either. Well, in the girls' bathroom, everyone is getting ready. Andrea, Donna, and Kelly are, you know, doing their makeup and whatnot. Kelly is just tearing apart her own appearance and, like, saying that everything about the way she looks is bad. But both Andrea and Donna are like, you're gorgeous. Like, everyone would want to be you. And then Andrea brings up, oh, and you should, you know, Dylan thinks the world of you, according to what he wrote. 
Uh, which then lets Kelly know that Andrea has read what uh, Dylan wrote and she still has not been able to. Yep. So she goes to find Dylan, who did dress up in a tux like she wanted. Yeah, like tux and tails. He really went all out. He says Fred Astaire, right? He's doing a Fred Astaire thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She finds him in the quad and confronts him very loudly like so that everyone can hear. And she says things like, I'm good enough to sleep with, but I'm not good enough for you to show your writing to. And you don't don't listen to me. You just want to sleep with me. Mm -hmm. And things that I probably wouldn't be yelling to the rest of my class no i wouldn't think you would no um but she storms off she's not gonna take take the picture it's a good scene it is a good it's scene. a good scene you know like i think like while i don't think her anger makes a ton of sense to dylan you know i think that his reaction to it where he kind of backs off and it's like no you can you can read it it's fine like him him going from angry to catching that she's really having a hard time and trying to like walk that back and be kind it just all felt so natural you know yeah like it wasn't i think on a different kind of show it would have been a super melodramatic scene but it was a realism to it that i was impressed by they have good chemistry they We've really said do that. they do We've said that for a very long time now jenny garth so. is just so good i mean i know i feel like she i is. say that every episode but uh i mean i'll save it for the next scene because she's great in it yeah at the Taylor's house, Kelly comes home very Jenny upset. Garth is so good. That's too soon. <laughs> I was too soon that time. I hear it. I felt it. Go ahead. Um, and she has this confrontation with Jackie where she says that um, she doesn't think that Jackie really thinks that she's yeah pretty and that she, you know, everything she says to her is about her looks and that she's. Uh, she says, thank you for teaching me how to be shallow and insincere. Mm-hmm. Um, and she likes, and then she storms out. Um, but yeah, it's a very good scene. What impresses me so much about it is that early, early in the Kelly Jackie dynamic, it was a crazy role reversal where Kelly was the responsible one and Jackie was the mess and Kelly kind of had to be the parent. And we haven't seen that like since Jackie's been clean and since like the whole thing with Mel and Aaron and David and all that, Jackie's been a lot more of like a traditional like domestic view of a mom, you know, but here where where it's kind of like we're going back to some of these familiar areas, we they switch right back into that old pattern. And I just thought it was so seamless. And uh, again, I mean, hats off to Jenny Garth because she really is great in the scene. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Brenda needs to borrow $50 from Brandon because that's the application fee and she still hasn't told Jim and Cindy right. that... Uh, she's uh she's applying and he he doesn't have 50 dollars. no he doesn't he gambled it all away yeah and he's also trying to get they're also trying to get out the door jim is late yeah so they're running late to the basketball game um so they're trying to get him out the door and she's like he's like don't talk to them about it right now yeah but she does. She brings it up to Jim. Well, it's a bit where Brandon's like, all I have is 10 bucks. And she's like, I'll take it, but I need 50. But she really yeah. she takes the 10 from him, which I think is very funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jim finally gets home. He goes upstairs to change. But then Brenda. Two seconds. It'll just be two seconds, like, Kendra. I want to go to the University of Minnesota. So then he calls Cindy up. She's and just going to be two seconds. Just it. two seconds for Cindy. <laughs> And Steve is very vocal about he is. being upset. Very He's, disrespectful, if I do he say. He really is. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Um, 
So, so yes, yeah, so they finally get on the road, and yeah. then they're stuck in traffic, like bumper-to-bumper traffic. And Jim and Cindy are venting about Brenda in front of Steve, right. which I don't think they should do. No. But then Steve leans over, and he's like, you're definitely sitting next to your mom. <laughs> right. Because he hates Cindy, Apparently, I guess. Apparently. I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe it's all... No, I don't even know. I don't even know. I thought maybe because they needed to be in specific seats, but then that wasn't really even a thing. So who knows? Yeah. So they finally get to the game and it is halftime. They've missed half the game and they're taking their seats and a guy comes up and he tells Brandon that he his seat has been selected Mm -hmm. for a $10,000 half court shot try. Um, which at first, you know, Brandon's very excited, but then he doesn't have the right ticket. Yeah. Steve does. Yep. So Steve gets to go and make the shot. Uh, so they take him like back, um, backstage is the wrong thing. Yeah, wherever it is. The like wrong the lock, locker rooms, you know. Yeah, like behind and he's the like, he's like freaking out. And then Brandon and Jim like pop out. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, hey. hey. <laughs> 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 it made me laugh. That was funny. And they, you know, they're telling him, you know, trying to calm him down, telling, me, telling him he's going to do a good job. But as soon as they take him out, they're, Brandon's like, oh, yeah, he's going to. Yeah, gonna... he's going to choke. He's, he doesn't have it. <laughs> he does not have it. Yeah. Brandon makes a gambling joke about the odds of, yeah, of so Steve funny. getting it. And uh, then Jim asks Brandon about, did he know about Brenda? Mm-hmm. And he there's this whole thing about Jim felt like brenda couldn't come and talk to them yeah so then brandon decides he's gonna admit <laughs> yeah, like, to how speaking much, of <laughs> how much trouble he was in yeah. with gambling and how he didn't want jim to know that he was screwing up so bad and here's um, a major double standard right i mean this is a yeah. classic how jim reacts to brandon versus brenda because yep. in the car in the car when they're driving to the game jim is straight up pissed off at brenda you know, he's like, how dare she? And here, Brandon's like, I gambled my life away and almost got killed by a bookie. And he's like, you <laughs> rascal. You <laughs> rascal. Get out there. I'm going to buy you a hot dog. Exactly. So, it's just, it's so stupid. Made yep, me Brenda, Brenda's not wrong. No. Okay, so Steve is walking out and talking to himself, like psyching himself up. And then he looks over and sees, what is her name? Diane. Diane Cannon. Cannon. Yes. I wrote Campbell. I couldn't understand no. what he said, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he sees her sitting there, and she has this kid on her lap who's <laughs> also clapping. It's yeah, so cute. It is cute. It's very cute. Um. So then we have, you know, the moment where all the sound dies away, and he's going to make this shot, and he sinks it. He does. And I was like, well, this is a dream. Yeah. Or this, no. this is a fantasy. It but was, it's not. Uh, no. He actually made the shot. But here's a 90s reference for you. It was nothing but net. He he tossed it right nothing in. But, nothing but the bottom of the net. And, uh, yeah, he gets $10,000. Yeah. And Jim's so, like, the rich get richer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's pretty exciting. <clears throat> At the Taylor house, David and Dylan are having a conversation because, nice. you know, talking about Kelly. Yeah. And I guess David had called him because he didn't know where she was Mm -hmm. and he brings up the eating disorder group and Dylan's like, Oh, I didn't even know about that. And David is like, well, I don't know where she is. And Dylan's like, I know where she is. And he finds her at the playground, their old playground. Yes. I, 
I have here's a criticism I have. I think we're going too many times to the well of hey Kel, remember in kindergarten? I mean, like what it was every once in a while, but now it's like every single episode. It's yeah, three like or four times. BFFs. Apparently. Since yeah. And like remembering, like, remember that time we shared a hot dog in nineteen eighty one? You know, it's just like, come on. Let's yeah. let's cool it. It's a bit of a retcon. It is. And they talk about it so much. They I do. have I have friends that I've known for that long and I can't tell you the last time I was like, Remember kindergarten? Do yeah. you remember it? <laughs> Because I do. I couldn't tell you a single memory from kindergarten or first grade at, at all. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely If I didn't could. have pictures, I wouldn't remember. Yeah. I was always, I mean, I will say, I guess, you know what? Here you go. I'm retconning myself. But in high school, I did remember things from like elementary and younger. And I would sort of mention that. And people would be like, what are you talking about? I don't remember anything prior to sixth grade. So you know what? Maybe I'd be part of the problem. Maybe I'd be doing the same thing if I were Dylan. <laughs> Maybe. So he finds Kelly there on a swing, and they talk about swinging on the swings sure. when they were in As elementary children, school. children, of course, yeah. And Kelly is just, you know, she's very down on herself. She said she's, a, you know, just this stupid blonde who's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's all this, all this stuff wrong yeah. in her life. And she also says she kind of knows how Brenda feels like being stabbed in the back by someone that she, you know, loves. Right. Um, And Dylan, his argument is that she's not the only one who wants to end up more than best looking Mm -hmm. when they look back at high school. Like he wants to do something and that's why he's been writing. Right. And it's, you know, very hard to share that kind of stuff with people. Mm -hmm. And that he only shared it with Andrea because... She is his editor and right. like got him into writing in the first place. Right. Um and he also says that he and Kelly are soulmates. Yeah. yeah. And that they, you know, they both have similar issues, um, but that, you know Boy. he's alive because of her, because, you know, she made that phone call that stopped him from getting in that car, and that he's not unhappy to be alive. <laughs> Keep, uh, put a pin in your soulmates comment because you just reminded me of a real dumb episode down the road. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not as dumb uh, as the two angels <laughs> saving the school bus, but a dumb episode. Re yeah. soulmates. <laughs> uh, and he he says like he doesn't care if she's in an eating disorder group. Like and and he says uh, if she said that she never wanted to sleep with him again, like he'd live with that. Yeah. He'd, he just wants to be with her. Right. And they have this like nice huggy moment. It is nice. And they're not nice. they're not both wearing all white in this scene, so it wasn't no. wasn't quite so vibrant. Yeah. At the Walsh house, Jim and Cindy tell Brenda about Steve winning the money. Yes. Brenda they then they have a talk with her about this whole college thing and she said she just feels like her real friends are in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And that you know and they they say like it's fine like talk to us about things and it's fine for you to keep your options open at the taylor house we have major boom mic in this scene but (laughs) jackie is up waiting for kelly and kelly comes in and asks do i still have a mom and i thought that jackie what's her name what's the actress's name angelespie 
Angelespie Episcopalian very, priest. Angela yes. Uh, her acting is very good in this scene. Agreed. Like she's crying yes. and saying that she's sorry. And um, she just feels bad when she sees Kelly beating herself up about yeah. her looks. Yep. And, you know, she just feels bad for not being a better mm-hmm. mom. So Kelly forgives her for some stuff. And Kelly says that she thinks she needs to go back to the eating disorder group. And Jackie suggests that maybe the two of them should see a counselor together Good idea. and work through some of this stuff, which is a great idea. Good idea, Jackie. Score one for Jackie. Yep. Good job, Jaybird. At the Peach Pit, Steve is retelling his story about, right. <laughs> about making that shot. Yeah. Uh, and they have like this fun little conversation with the whole gang there. And Steve says that like this making this shot, it's like the first day of the rest of his life. It's like a sign. Yeah. That a new Steve Sanders. He's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you think he still has that green shirt he wore in every episode in the early days? I hope so. Or do you think that went away with the mullet? I don't know. Yeah. I well, hope so. I hope time it will makes tell, it come back. Time will tell. We got a long road ahead of us. Andrea somehow brings up the elementary school closing yes, right? and ha- uh, how they don't have money. How much do they Don- need, Kendra? I don't know, but I would assume $10,000. About $10,000, do you yeah, think? Hmm. I think that would probably cover Yeah, if it. only they knew someone who had it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Don is mm. like, what are you going to do with the money? And he says, I'm going to spend it all in one place. Mm. Cut to Mrs. Teasley telling Andrea that an anonymous donor left... A $10,000 check Interesting. for the camp. Interesting. And they both kind of like realize at the same time that yeah. it was Steve. And they like slowly look at him and then look back at each other. And they're, they're like, like, nah. Nah. Mm-hmm. And nope. then they look That's at him no. again. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a funny scene. Yeah. Dylan gives Kelly his first draft, which is dedicated to her. And yes. he wants her to read it. Yeah. Steve is then retelling this story again and Brenda walks up and Donna tries to save her from the story, but he, but she's like, no, I want to hear it. Yeah. So Steve and her walk down the hall and as he's telling her this story, mm-hmm. Kelly is reading Dylan's book as he like, it's like a voiceover right. of what he wrote as yeah. she's reading it. And it's all about Kelly yeah. and how in love with her he is. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah. for it's a it's a full autobiography that they're going to publish yeah. in a child's newspaper. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So then, <laughs> makes sense. He's he. Uh, she asked him again if he met what he said about not sleeping together. Like yes. if he would still want to be with her, and mm-hmm. he like makes a joke like, "Oh, that doesn't sound like me." And uh, then they take their picture. Yeah, cute. So just normal, regular just, clothes in their civvies. Yeah, yeah. looks yeah. cute. Looks cute. Nick, I texted Corbin yeah. what superlative did, did he win okay, because let's, I'm let's pretty sure that he did. First, he said sexiest man alive. Then I he said so. JK, JK, easiest to talk to. Huh. Interesting. Which I, that's pretty spot on. Okay. He's pretty easy to talk to. All right. So. We got to get him back on the show. He's got a guest host sometime. I know. He made a sure. commitment back in the uh, <laughs> Nostalgia Me This Days to come back. So He did. He did. All right. Well, Kendra, uh, what was your 90210 snap? Probably the the fight between yes. Kelly and Dylan. Agreed. On the quad where she, where she says her holy loop. I'm good enough to sleep with, but not good enough to let read your book. Yeah, yeah that was it. <laughs> that was yeah. it for me. Uh, what's the verdict? Did you like the episode? Do you think it holds up? Yeah, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. I thought there was, uh, you know, some stuff, like you said, like, you know, all the stuff about 
them in kindergarten and first grade. Yes. And I thought, I thought that the, I don't know. I mean, I thought the, the shot that Steve takes is pretty unbelievable, yeah. but I, but I thought it was funny. Like the whole Jim and Cindy coming to the game. Jim and, and Cindy were hilarious. They had a good little like comic <laughs> thing there. Yeah. I yeah. think my, I, I did like the episode. I had a good time watching it. You know, um, I, I feel bad for Shannon Doherty, who I feel like is kind of like stuck in this no man's land post Dylan. Like they haven't really come up with a good storyline for her. So I feel like Brenda's kind of just doing whatever researching colleges, I guess. Um, my, my nitpick is the, is the, a bit of a fast forward, I think with the Kelly Dylan relationship, because we have never addressed that. It's all about sex with them. Yeah. You no. Know? I thought In that fact, was weird. It's been pretty much the opposite. It's been, I mean, it's been ambiguous. It's been like they haven't done it. I know. Yeah. So I felt so, like that felt like we missed a couple episodes. So that would be my complaint. But overall, uh, I had a good time with it. So yeah, I think the whole uh, Kelly and Jackie relationship, like yes. I think we we built on some stuff that they definitely had laid the groundwork for. So, um, well, again, I that's that's one of that. uh, yeah, I agree with you, and I think that's one of the standout features of the show is that you know that's that's a storyline that we really haven't touched on much since season one, you know, with like the early days of of Jackie's like drug induced downfall. I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit at the uh, spa a while back, but it hasn't mm-hmm. really come into play, and I feel like two seasons. So to be bringing that back again, I think is. Uh, that's some that's some long form storytelling right there. So I was impressed yeah. with that. Me too. Yeah. Well, Kendra, if this wasn't enough for you and you want to hear my voice more, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I host the All the Book Show, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash all the books or anywhere you get your podcasts. And guess what, Kendra? Next week you're there too. So we can you can listen to Kendra's deep dive into all things oh, Twilight, are we Twilight and Midnight Sun. Yes. Snap. And after that, for Batman Day, I do a special interview with Shay Fontana, author of all of the DC Superhero Girls movies, shows, graphic novels, as well as the new graphic novel, Batman Overdrive. So find us over wow. at uh, the All the Book Show. That's pretty cool. Thank you. All right. And you you can find me at Miss Musabox 91 on the social medias and at uh MissMusicBox.com for all your crafting needs. All right. Join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with episode 326. She came in through the bathroom window. I was hoping you would sing it. Did you? Well, I did <laughs> yeah. it. And now, uh, 9021, here we go. Eating disorders and disordered eating are common and affect people from all walks of life. If you or someone you know is struggling, find resources for help at nationaleatingdisorders.org or at 1-800-931-2237.